0: Welcome to Third Angle, where we're switching on demo mode and making music accessible to everyone. I'm your host, Paul Hames, from industrial software company PTC. In this podcast, we share the moments where digital transforms physical and meet the brilliant minds behind some of the most innovative products around the world, each powered by PTC technology. The piano is the most popular instrument in the world, but owning a piano isn't within the grasp of everyone. As well as being expensive, they can take up a lot of space, and at up to 200 kilos, getting them up flights of stairs is notoriously difficult. Thanks in large part to the launch of the Casio Tone electronic keyboard in 1980, we all got the opportunity to bring an affordable, portable alternative into our homes. Since then, the company has sold over 100 million musical instruments. Casio keyboards have become so popular over the years that many famous musicians, like Gary Barlow, have credited their start in music to them. Plus, they've given birth to some of pop's most well-known songs, such as Pulp's smash hit Common People, which Jarvis Cocker wrote shortly after getting his new Casio keyboard home. Now, to find out more, our producer Hannah Dean travelled to Casio's office in Wembley, London. She met with Neil Evans, who heads up the electronic music division of Casio in the UK and Ireland. He told her more about the company and of course played her a few tunes on a PXS7000 model from the Casio Privia range.
1: I've been a gigging musician, I've been a piano teacher, I've played piano in restaurants, I've been in a band touring across the UK and Europe, and now I've ended up basically running the EMI division, which is the Electronic Musical Instrument division at Casio, looking after the UK and Ireland. Casio was started by four brothers in Japan and that was back in 1957 and their ethos was to make products that are useful for everyday life. Their very first major product was the first electronic calculator and that was in 1957. Prior to that, calculators used uh, pulleys and levers and motors and very sort of large systems to do these basic sums, but this was the, the first electronic device that could do it easily and quickly. Now, we say it was compact, it was the size of a, a fridge freezer at the time, but it was a game changer in it in it order to do those maths calculations. Casio has made many, many different products in lots of different fields over the years. It was in the 70s that they started to make electronic watches, but The journey from that very first calculator uh, has included things like digital cameras. We were first to market with the first consumer digital camera. And then it wasn't until 1980 that we started the journey into musical instruments. And one of the brothers had a real passion for music in 1980 for musical instruments. At the time, you could either buy very complicated big synthesizers or big bulky home organs with two manuals and pedals so the idea with the first keyboard was make something small compact with a uh, speaker built in that anybody could use and it was a really simple operation that was called the ct201 the casio 201 and that was in 1980 and then since then we sold over 100 million instruments and they've taken various different shapes and sizes over the years Okay, so we're sat in front of the PXS 7000. This is the latest in our Privia range. It's a very modern and contemporary looking piano. And you'll see we have the full 88 black and white keys here. It's a very short and slim design. And the, the control interface is completely touch, just like on a, a tablet or an iPhone. And it sits on a very stylish four leg stand. Yeah, so there's been a real focus on this range of pianos in terms of the way they look and also the colours that we've used. So traditionally, keyboards and pianos are in black or white, but the design team came up with quite a unique colour following a a whole load of research, came up with a unique harmonious mustard finish. And it's sort of quite a striking yellowy green finish. And it stands out in any sort of modern surrounding. And what's been quite surprising uh, around this, it's been the number one seller around the world, this color. It is different, it is unique. And people are not used to seeing a piano in harmonious mustard color so there's many many different piano sounds on the pxs 7000 and they all have slightly different characteristics some are mellow some are brighter some have some effects on them so they all vary in i'm sure you can find something that suits your own personal preference but i'll play this standard uh, piano here that when you turn it on it defaults I would say that that particular piano sound sort of sits in between it's not too bright and it's not too mellow. I can give you an example of a a brighter piano sound. So we'll play something a bit more upbeat. So, the fundamental principles of either electronic keyboard or electronic piano is how it produces sound or reproduces sounds. Now, in the very early days, the sounds that were produced from keyboards or pianos were synthesized, so they were artificial, and the microchips and all the wizardry behind it was creating a sound to emulate the sound of another acoustic instrument, so you would try and get as close to a piano sound as possible, or you would try and get as close to a violin sound as possible, but it was synthesised. And over the years technology has developed uh, significantly and we've moved on to what we now refer to as sampling. So this is the very high quality digital recording of acoustic instruments so rather than trying to artificially generate it what you're hearing now on our electric pianos or our keyboards is a digital recording of that instrument so it's a real audio performance of what was going on on that instrument at the time of recording so it really is quite remarkable so for instance on a piano we'll take a very very high quality microphone we will go in and we'll record every single note individually but then we'll record them at different volume levels so very very quiet a little bit louder loud very loud and then almost as hard as you can hit it and that reproduction and the detail in terms of sampling is one of the major shifts that's happened over the last 35, 40 years. So what you're hearing now is much more convincing. It sounds like a piano or any other instrument they are sampling. And it means that the user experience is just on another level. There's a really cool thing on this piano where the engineers have replicated piano sounds from famous pieces of music and they've used that by tweaking the eq putting various effects on it to make it sound like famous pieces of music this one's called image piano so if i play a little ditty so you can guess what that piece of music is and there's a whole bank of these pianos that have been created to sound like famous pieces. Many of our keyboards over the years come with preset sounds and or rhythms so this in this particular instance a rhythm is or, or accompaniment has been composed by somebody else and it's been loaded into the keyboard and they often take different genres so there might be a jazz element to it a Latin element rumbar, dance music, etc and there was a product that we launched in the early 80s called the MT-40 and that particular product had quite an unusual rhythm at the time which had a bit of a, a reggae feel to it and it was that rhythm that effectively launched an entire genre of reggae music uh, and it was referred to as slang tang. There was a chap called Wayne Smith that used that rhythm to write a piece of music which became very very popular and as i said off the back of that many many other songs were produced using that style of rhythm and yeah the slang tang genre was born and what's really quite amazing the the lady that wrote that rhythm all those years ago and she was a a young music student from university in japan She wrote that. She knew that it was a bit different. she had got some influences from various rock and roll pieces of music. She is still at the company to this day. She's very proud of what she wrote when she was uh, uh, young and in her early Casio career. And the fact that it spawned this entire genre of reggae music is, yeah, it's an amazing journey. Over the years, the touch and feel of keyboards and pianos has changed massively. Trying to faithfully recreate the feel and resistance of an acoustic piano is the ultimate goal. And early digital pianos often used very basic spring mechanisms. Um, Some of them weren't even weighted, so it'd feel very light under your touch. And that's perhaps one of the key areas that's developed the most over the last 30 years plus. We have teams of engineers that will meticulously go through the design process, looking at how heavy the keys are on an acoustic piano. They'll weigh them, they'll put pressure sensors on them, and come up with a keyboard and design a keyboard that, when you're playing it, not only does it feel as close to an acoustic piano as possible, that it responds like uh, the touch on a, uh, an acoustic piano and that allows players to be expressive. So when I say responding like an acoustic piano, if you press the keyboard keys lightly, you can get a softer tone and a quieter tone. And gradually as you increase that pressure and the strength that you hit the keys, the sound is gonna get louder. But also in line with that, If you do that on an acoustic piano and hit the keys really hard, the tone of the piano actually changes as well. It doesn't just get louder. It becomes more harsh and it becomes brighter. So all of these fine nuances and details have to be taken into account when you're recreating the sound, but also recreating the feel and touch. It's not just the note that you're hearing. It's not just that string you've got the other noises that make up the overall sound of a piano so you've got the hammer noise the noise of the hammer physically striking the string you've got noises like damper resonance or noises so if you press the right pedal on an acoustic piano it lifts all of the felts off the strings and when you do that it creates a little sort of zing and you can hear that on a piano and we incorporate that into our samples there's other nuances around sound called sympathetic resonance so if you press the right pedal down on a piano you've lifted up all of the dampers off the strings if you press one note down it's oscillating and that string is vibrating, but so are all of the other strings immediately around it. And you get these resonances and noises that have been sampled as well to incorporate into the overall piano sound. So it's got to a point where it is so authentic and it, the recordings of some of the noises and clicks and the resonances and the pedal noises. In fact, we get customers calling us saying, why is that? Noise, and we say, Well, that's the noise you'd get on an acoustic piano. It's the noise of the, the felt dampers being lifted off the string, but they're being digitally recreated, which takes it to another level. And the hammer action on this particular piano, the PXS 7000, is a brand new action. It's the first time we've made a hybrid action, so a lot of our actions are made of plastic and counterweights this is a mixture of resin and uh, wood so it gives it a more authentic feel so the sides of the keys are actually wood the tops and the surfaces are resins and it's designed to feel and have the look and touch of a traditional wooden acoustic piano action so away from the piano sounds which is where most of the focus has been made there are other sounds included in the piano as well, such as electric pianos, other acoustic instruments. So I'll just give you some examples of the electric pianos. We've got um, a clav here. So within the guitar bank, you've got a whole host of guitar sounds. This one's very nice. It's a clean nylon guitar. I guess if this was being used on stage, primarily it would be piano or electric pianos and maybe some organs. But depending on the style of music you're playing, you might want some string sounds. You might want a synth sound to accompany the band. But also the idea being... All of these instruments can add to whatever you're doing. So if you're composing, you can use a whole range of different instruments. So you've got bass sounds, you've got drums, you've got keys. There is an onboard recording facility as well. So you can multi-track and record yourself playing different instruments and play that back together. So if you're into songwriting or composing, it's a great tool to have it also has a microphone input as well so you can get that set up and it also has microphone effects so reverb a bit of harmony and things like that so it makes it an all-round option for musicians it's a great piano it looks amazing you can record your songs on it and you can plug a microphone into it as well and perform and sing i think it's always going to be important for piano players to have a physical product of some sort because it's very much a tactile experience playing the piano you need to be able to play a piano and get a response back from it and the things like the the, the weighted action and the key bed is integral to playing a piano so the thought of having just a touch pad with no physical resistance or anything like that i don't think that would work for pianists but In terms of the future development of the piano, we've seen it change significantly over the last 40 years. The the digital piano has changed significantly. And what we're moving into now is really focusing on design and the aesthetics of pianos to fit in with modern lifestyles. Where it goes from here, perhaps into uh, customization and you can choose the design and the colours uh, to match your decor or your or living spaces. That's probably some years off, um,
0: but could be a possibility. That was Neil Evans, head of EMI at Casio. Now, as Neil was saying, Design and innovation has been at the heart of making Casio's keyboard sound and the musician's playing experience authentic as customers place more value on the aesthetics of their pianos. So it's time to meet our expert, Brian Thompson, who heads up PTC's CAD division, who can tell us more about how the software can help to make beautiful music. Brian, we've had some innovative Creo guests on previous episodes of Third Angle, from state-of-the-art electric motorbikes to a company that launches satellites into space. Now, Casio are no exception to the world of innovation. With their new award-winning Casio Privia range, they've created a premium instrument that is also a beautiful piece of decor. Now, when it comes to Creo, they use it to further develop the Privia range in terms of the eCAD-MCAD collaboration. Now, can you perhaps start by giving our listeners an idea of what that means and how it would aid Casio with the design and development of its electric circuit boards?
2: Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. First of all, I think the product is really, really cool looking. I love the way they've gone about the process of design. It's extremely compact, looks really cool in all the settings and in their, in their marketing literature. I think they've done a great job with the industrial design of the product. But you could tell as compact as it is, there's a challenge there from a mechanical engineering point of view, because there are a lot of ECAD components in that design that has to be integrated really, really well with the mechanical design to get the sound quality they're looking for and also to keep the aesthetic that they have with the product. And so the eCAD world and the mechanical CAD world, in other words, the the world of designing boards that carry electronic components that fit inside mechanical designs, those two worlds are very, very different. The vast array of components that customers need to are pull into, into their designs off the shelf. And the way circuit boards are designed is very different than the way mechanical hardware is designed, say, parts that are machined or molded or so forth. Very, very different design worlds. And so it's not surprising that the two worlds speak very different design languages. Nonetheless, in a design like the Casio Previa, it's clear that the two worlds need to be able to collaborate very, very carefully. The packaging challenges had to have been Really, really significant for this product. And so, thankfully, there's a standard for the way the mechanical CAD world and the electrical CAD world can communicate. And Creo has abided by that standard for many, many years. What it gives engineers the ability to do is to share an initial design. So you can imagine an electrical board design in 3D in the mechanical design environment in Creo But more importantly, it allows the two worlds to be able to synchronously work across the ECAD, MCAD domains, if you will. A mechanical engineer can suggest changes to the position of an electrical component. The electrical engineer can review that change in the board design to see if that change makes sense based upon the packaging needs. And they can go back and forth and uh, really, really hone in on a design that works best not only for just packaging, but you could imagine things like thermal design and so forth. there are also issues. So these electrical components can generate heat. You got to make sure you can dissipate that heat uh, correctly. And so, we've been doing this for many, many years. And it's great to see a company like Casio take advantage of it. And I'm confident that in their next generation design, if it's even better than previous, which will be hard to beat, it's a great looking product. I'm confident they'll be even better going forward. So that's what Ecad Mcad collaboration looks like in Creo. And I'm excited to see how, how well Casio does with this new product.
0: Thanks, to Neil for showing us around Casio's headquarters. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our bi-weekly Third Angle episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow PTC on LinkedIn and Twitter for future episodes. This is an 1860 production for PTC. Executive producer is Jackie Cook. Sound design and editing by Oli Giyu and Clarissa Makeup. Recording by Hannah Dean and music by Rowan Bishop.